BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. Now. Here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast, Classic Music Reviews, presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and today we have a bonus episode, and... I just wanted to share this with you all. I told you we had some bonus content coming related to the summertime. And here we are rounding the bend into summertime where it's going to be coming to an end soon. But I wanted to make sure to get this out there. So I have a couple of pieces that I want to share with you. First is going to be my ode to a summertime classic summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, a.k.a. Will Smith. And I'm going to give you a perspective on what I think the song means to not just summertime as far as hip hop culture and American pop culture, but also what it means to me personally. Those of you who don't know, Summertime, the track is turning 30 years old this year. It was released in May of 1991. So this is now the 30th summer that we're having that it has actually been in our lives where it marks summertime. And also we know that the time is here for good times ahead. The second part of this is going to be my ranking of the top 10 summer jams of 1996. 25 years ago, that summer of 96 was a memorable summer. It was also a jam-packed summer. So I had a few of the summer jams that I wanted to put down on the list and give you my rankings of those. Also had some honorable mentions as well, but we're going to run through my summer jams of 1996. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this bonus episode of Ode to Summertime in my top 10 summer jams of 1996. We are at an interesting place in history, especially for those of us who classifies ourselves as the latter part of Generation X and the older part of Generation Y, or Millennials, known collectively as Xennials. Those of us who were the last generation in mass that grew up either all or more than half of our childhood and adolescence without the internet, listened to our parents' oldies on vinyl records, listen to our music on cassette tapes and later CDs, tape the radio station to catch our favorite songs, played outside, drank out of water hoses, and formed bike caravans, be it at a friend's house, the park, basketball court, or just around the neighborhood because our energy could not be contained. Those of us who hung out at the mall after movies, went to the arcades, comic book stores, played hopscotch, double dutch, 500, 33, and half-court basketball. Yes, that generation. 
Well, in case the gray hairs, increasing back and knee pains, the slight alterations in our face around the eyes and forehead, or marveling at the humans that we made and how big they're getting haven't told you, we are getting old. Don't worry. The things that we see on the internet every day and the music that our kids listen to remind us just how old that we've become. But every summer, our souls seem to grab a second wind. With every ray of sunshine, the bouncing of basketballs, kids playing, music playing from cars being washed outside, and the smell of charcoal and wood igniting grills remind us the summertime is upon us. And when summertime comes, we are reminded of days past. Only at Thanksgiving and Christmas do we reminisce on our younger days like we do during the summertime. School's out, and you've had what seems to be an eternity of freedom ahead of you, or so some of us thought. With no school to think about, no class, no homework, no school bus. The possibilities could be endless. Remember those reminders that tell you that we're getting old? Well, here's another one. What might be that, you ask? It happens to be that in this year of our Lord, 2021, Within this summertime marks the 30th anniversary of the debut Radio Rain and reminder that Summertime, the Super Smash single from the iconic hip-hop duo DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, better known as Will Smith. Yes, that old. But enough about Xennials and how old we're getting. This is about Summertime, a song featured on the duo's fourth album, Home Base. Produced by production duo Hula and K-Fingers, the song was released on May 20th, 1991, right before the sweet spot of Memorial Day weekend and heading right into the thick of summer as school heads out for the summer and camp and cookouts begin. The song burned up the airwaves, spending a week as number one on both the Billboard rap and R&B charts and reaching as high as number four on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, their highest charting single ever. The song nabbed them their second Grammy Award two years after their historic first Grammy Award, but the real reward for Jeff and Will wasn't the chart successes or the Grammy Awards. It has to be the legacy for this song. A song that even if you asked them, they would have never imagined the success and acclaim that came with it. But we'll get to that in just a second. First, let's talk about the song. Four minutes and 30 seconds. That's the official runtime. And before we get into the lyrics, let's examine the beat. Now for the sample used for this song, Hula and K-Fingers went to none other than the legendary band, Cool in the Gang, and the instrumental track Summer Madness from their 1974 album Light of Worlds. It was an interesting choice, but a choice that paid off handsomely, highlighted by an infectious bass line, smooth guitar melodies, and those unforgettable rising scents over some hip-hop drums crafted the perfect track for a song named Summertime. Cool in the Gang, a famous band and group of their own right, gained some notoriety with a younger audience in light of the record being released. The popularity of the song helps spur a sampling spree. As of the last decade, the song has been sampled 145 times, further cementing Cool in the Gang's legacy and always ensuring that they and whoever owns their publishing receive the check for as long as the music is playing. Now on to the lyrics and vocal contributions. First, to dispel a rumor that many people have speculated on for years. And when I mean years, I mean years. Here it is. Rakim did not write Summertime for Will Smith. <laughs> I repeat, Rakim did not write Summertime for Will Smith. He came out in an interview with The Breakfast Club a few years ago when Straight Up asked that he did not write the lyrics, but laughed at how he knew that people would make that insinuation. The cadence, the flow, 
patterns, rhyme scheme, and general laid-back cool demeanor in which the Fresh Prince spit the song was to take a line from the song itself, a break from the norm. Almost as if you could switch the voices from Will Smith to Rakim and it'd be completely believable that Rakim himself wrote it. It's easy to see how people would say that a microphone god penned these lyrics, but no, it's straight from Will Smith's pen, as he mentioned to you in the song's second verse, that these come from none other than his pad and pen. Anyway, Smith takes us on a journey of what summertime means, weaving references of summertime recollections from his hometown of Philadelphia, everything from Plateau Park to Lorenzo's, which, contrary to popular belief, is actually a place in Philly and not wheels on a car and also giving us a vision of the scene of the automobile display that the summertime brings. All this while the visual of Alpine speakers on full blast makes his way into our heads. Everything from parks to fashion to making plans to being at the summertime hangout. And on to the classic third verse, where he takes us through a journey to the store for a new short set and some kicks, because a trip to the park in the summertime isn't complete without him. Why? Because girls go to the basketball court in summer. Why else? And of course, no summertime classic would be complete without the cookout. Yes, the cookout. The famed summertime tradition. Some middle-aged man in his grill master tins with the back strap for support, flipping hot dogs and hamburgers on one grill, while the barbecue chicken should just be about done for about 45 minutes, sits on the other. Add in a soundtrack of classic music, Old folks dancing and sure enough, games of double dutch, horseshoe, and a game of cards and dominoes being played somewhere with certain intensity is sure to be around. It's at these places that the conversations are had by every age group at the cookout. Old folks talk about the old days. Middle-aged folks talk about work and the kids. Young adults reminisce about their time as kids in grade schools. And kids talk about who knows what. Then, as the cookout's winding down, no perfect summer day is complete without hanging out at the summertime hangout when the sun goes down, where the shenanigans are sure to continue into the night, but not before wiping down your car and then cruising at a speed that is sure to delight you, but to enrage anyone behind you. I think I got it all. Everything that this song brings is perfect for the purpose that it serves. A classic single flipped for a hip-hop crowd over smooth rhymes that can draw a smile and nodding heads from young and old alike. A chorus that in its simplicity will make anyone sing out loud. By the way, the vocals sung on this, expertly by a young lady that provides character to the perfect hook and ad-libs that give the song its final redeeming quality that makes it a classic. How is it, 30 years later, and we still don't know who supplied the vocals? Anybody? Anyone? We're still dying to know. But still, summertime, in all its glory, still stands the test of time even 30 years later. Years after it first blazed the airwaves and its fun video graced our television tubes, it still maintains. It's still a leading candidate to grace anyone's summer car ride, cookout, jam, or boat ride soundtrack. From the minute you hear the call for drums, the aforementioned drums coming in, and accompanied by the scratches by DJ Jazzy Jeff, accompanied by the famous Cool in the Gang sense, and then the background ad-libs of the crowd, afterwards followed by the buttery vocals of the chorus, will make anyone either nod their head, get out of their seat, put their hands up, turn the volume up, and dance, or maybe in the right environment, do all of the above. This song has served as the backdrop to a fired up grill, a fresh bowl of potato salad being set on the table, burgers being flipped, a water sprinkler going off in the distance, splashes from the pool, 
beers being cracked open, birds chirping, and a non-stop symphony of voices expressing memories, debate, or laughter. From music festivals to car shows, to the airwaves of your I can't believe I'm listening to the station my parents listened to, station that is playing the oldies but goodies that were the songs of your youth. Most importantly, for DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, it has provided a nonstop reminder to people of a time when they held and still hold a very important place, not just in hip-hop culture, but in American pop culture. It's a song that even DJ Jazzy Jeff said is a song that can generate income in many ways. While he admitted the royalties from this song may not be huge, the impact and the enduring quality that it has all but makes up for it. And that's the legacy of Summertime, a groove slightly transformed that transformed how we will see summer and forever changed how we judge any summer jams. A timeless song that resonates even 30 years after its release. It can still enrapture your grandparents in their 60s and teenagers just coming of age in 2021. Every time we have a cookout, a kickback, a car show, summer jam in the park, or pool party, we can all bet our money that there's a strong possibility that this song will be a part of the soundtrack. Why? Because it isn't really summertime until you hear it somewhere. And with all respect to I Get Around, Nothing But a G Thing, Rough Riders Anthem, Where the Party At, and every other vintage hip-hop and R&B summer jams released in the last 30 years, summertime still holds the crown. And will continue to hold the crown. It's a song, even after all this time, is still a true definition of summer madness, with no pun intended. As we round the bend for summertime, heading into Labor Day, which marks as the unofficial but very real realization that summertime is coming to an end. I decided I will put out my list for the top summer jams in the summer of 1996. <laughs> now, this was a very memorable summer. I was 14 years old. I was running summer track for my summer track club. Shout out to Kettering Largo Track Club with my sister, who at that time was getting ready to head into her senior year in high school, and I was getting ready to head into my freshman year in high school. This summer was actually also the same summer that saw albums such as Reasonable Doubt, Stakes is High, It Was Written, Riding Dirty, AT Aliens, Aaliyah's One in a Million, 112's debut album, Nocturnal by Helter Skelter, Tony Braxton's Secrets, among many different others that came out during the period of this summertime. It was a banging, banging summertime and followed a spring that was also a very big spring that was loaded with music as well. This, to put it briefly, was a jammed pack summer. No pun intended. It really had a lot of great quality music from the albums that came out to the singles that were on the radio to the videos that were on television. And for those of you who also remember during that summer, that was also the summer of the 96 Summer Olympics that were in Atlanta called the Centennial Olympic Games because it was the 100th anniversary of the modern Olympics being restarted again. And everyone remembers during that time just how captivated a lot of the country was to have the Olympics on home soil in America. So having run track, having been a hip hop and music fan and everything else, it really kind of set the table for a really unforgettable summer. So I decided to go through and put a list together of the best summer jams from that summer. 
going back and reminiscing about that summer and thinking about all the songs that have come about, especially of the albums that we reviewed so far this year on The Vault, I wanted to go ahead and put a list out. Now, this is what I'm considering in regards to summer jams. We're looking at songs that were either out or were released and had significant time of exposure from Memorial Day of 1996 to Labor Day of 1996. And here's the criteria that I'd use, a combination of criteria in order to come up with this list. I took song quality, the song staying power, the energy, feeling, and vibe, because no summertime jam can be without that. The performance that it had on the chart and in the amount of weeks and then also in the duration that it stayed on during that particular time of summer. And we're looking at the R&B and hip hop chart and how it makes you feel in regards to does this give you the feel that summertime is here? Do you think about summer whenever you listen to it, whenever it comes on the airwaves? And of course, I took my personal favorites into consideration as well. So without further ado, here we go. I am going to start with my honorable mention tracks because like I said, it was a jam-packed summer. So there were some that just stood right outside the top 10 that were still incredible tracks that I want to make sure that I show some love to. So the first one that I'm going to mention is going to be Total. And it's going to be Kissing You, both the original and the remix. Now, this was on Total's debut album that came out earlier this year in the beginning of the year and this was totals i believe their either their second or their third single from that album and everyone remembers there was the original that was produced by rafael sadiq and then they also came out with the remix now both songs to me are two of my favorite but the original remix together to me kind of go together because they kind of piggyback off of each other, especially when it comes to the chart performance. So, and they don't necessarily distinguish one versus the other in the charts back then, you know, it kind of, it kind of all sat together, but really good song, um, made its way and had a lot of staying power in the charts that summer. So I have to definitely give it its props, but it didn't make quite make the cut for me, but it's definitely in my honorable mention. The next one, Jodeci, Get On Up. Now, <laughs> when we all think about Jodeci, as I mentioned when we did Forever My Lady earlier this year, we always think about their ballads and their slow songs, the ones that get people in the mood. But this is a Jodeci track that, you know, is definitely a change-up because it's a lot more fast tempo. And this is a song that, if you ask a lot of people, this is probably not their favorite Jodeci song, but... This is a song that really broke out, I would say, around the springtime of 96, coming from their album, the show, The Hotel, The After Party. Um, they had a lot of smash hits on it as well. This is probably about the fourth single that came out from this album. But uh, it's an up-tempo track. It does kind of have that, like, fun, like, you know, with the, with the bounce, with the clap with it and everything else. But, you know, hey, it, it's something that if you throw it on the cookout, I'm pretty sure it would be an enjoyable summer jam that you could jam to. But that's that. My next one. SWV, You're the One. <laughs> now, this is off of New Beginnings, which came out in April of 96. Uh, this really came out in the spring in anticipation of that album. 
it rode some momentum into the summertime and uh, right through that first half of the summer really kind of stayed on the charts and then started to die down. But this was the first SWV track we had heard at least since any appearance that they had on the Above the Rim soundtrack with anything. And we were all excited to see SWV back and this is a track that <laughs> notably is a lot of people's fa- a favorite of everyone who are SWV fans but also by the content of the song. <laughs> and what they talk about the lyrics like you see a lot of people talking on social media about like you know low key this is one of the most scandalous songs ever and it kind of is <laughs> but it is a jam though and it is a favorite of a lot of SWV fans it, it gained some momentum and had some pretty strong chart performance but started to die down as we got into the heat of summer right into the end of June into July and August they started to go further down the charts and you started hearing the song less and seeing the video less as well. My next one, Mr. Blackberry Molasses. (laughs) Now I know some of you are probably wondering why I had this on my honorable mention and not on the list. Well, this is an incredible song (laughs) and Mr. For those of y'all who don't under, who don't remember or run outside or run around. Mr. Is a group that featured Bobby Valentino and a, a few other young men that were all based out of Atlanta, Georgia, that were produced by Organized Noise. And this song, Blackberry Molasses, really, it was started out as a cult hit, but then has transformed itself over the 25 years it's been out, really as a sleeper hit that has come out that we kind of remember from that year. But this song also was released as a single very, very late in the summer. So this had the potential to be on the top 10 list, had it, been released maybe in the beginning of summer and had time to be able to get momentum but it's still an incredible song it just didn't have enough time to really ride and marinate throughout the rest of the summer to really be considered a legitimate like real top tier summer jam but an incredible song nonetheless though my next one this is be one that'll kind of surprise some of you all and it's going to be monica why I love you so much. Now, some of you are probably sitting there like, oh, hold on, Beacocks. You're going soft on us or what? (laughs) But I think this one definitely deserves to be mentioned in my honorable mention because it was a song that did very, very well on the charts. Um, It was a song that was actually prevalent for a big portion of the summertime. And um, this was from her album, Miss Thing. It definitely came into play maybe around the beginning of this summertime. It is definitely more of a ballad, a slower song. And, you know, it's a song by Monica. And, you know, you think about summertime jams, you don't necessarily think about ballads and slower songs, especially love songs in some cases. But this had really, really good performances on the chart. A successful video. The performance that it had on the chart and then also the the staying power it had as well well throughout the summertime is what puts it on my honorable mention third or fourth single on this one but definitely something that a lot of us will remember this song now i have a few last ones to mention and (laughs) a few of them will be bad for some reasons been good for a couple and then i also have some ones i'm going to round the list out that i think could be considered on this list fully but to didn't but didn't have the chart performance or enough time on the charts during this time period really to qualify fully for the list of summer jams. So the first one, of course, that I'm going to mention is going to be Robert. And by Robert, I mean R. Kelly, 
been in the news a lot lately the last couple of years i'm sure you've heard for some things obviously and you know i struggled a little bit putting this on here but i wanted to put this on and the song that i'm mentioning is i can't sleep which was on his self-titled second album r kelly which came out in 1996 had some pretty big hits on it as well and (laughs) sort of like monica's song it's a slow song that you really wouldn't think about a summer jam but this song did really really well on the charts and uh for those of us for, for those of you who are big r kelly fans even still you'll know this song especially when you hear it but really it had great chart performance and i think that's the reason why it's on honorable mention but everybody's kind of moving away from Robert and I understand completely why, but I just wanted to mention that on there. So now we're going to move on. (laughs) So (laughs) the next two are kind of related to each other, but I'll go ahead and start with this. And I know that my co-host of the vault J.O. will be thrilled. I'm using that as a joke, people that I'm picking this song. And that song is crucial conflict. Hey, (laughs) hey in the middle of the barn now those of you who have listened to the vault know exactly just how much j-o detests crucial conflict and to be quite honest i'm not really a big fan of them either but the one thing that i guess i would have to say about this song is that if you have a certain temperament this is a fun song and for those of us around at that time know that this song had a little bit of success especially on the radio and the video as well but i think the thing about crucial conflict that a lot of people would sort of mark them as being as they're from the midwest and also their flow people sort of looked at them as bone knockoffs (laughs) And, and i can definitely see where they get that but the one thing i do have to give this song credit is that it's a great black college band staple song for the last 25 years Anybody who's been a part of a good black college band or any black college band in general. So I think that, you know, that this is a staple that a band will crank, especially during a time when they're trying to get busy or when the football team is doing their thing on the field or not. You know, it all kind of depends. But this has been a staple over the last 25 years, even more so to this day that you can't help but get hyped when you hear it. So I'll give Crucial Conflict credit for that. (laughs) But we mentioned Bone. And so the last, I guess, real entry into this honorable mention will have to be Bone, The Crossroads. Now, if you're listening to that, you're probably like, oh, Crossroads, a summer jam, a 96B? I don't know. Well, to you, I say this. The chart performance of this song, as we all know, has one of the biggest songs in 1996. This coming from their album, East 199 Eternal, which came out in 1995. But the song, the radio version, eventually which became the re-release version on the album, and then the video was what everybody remembers. This, obviously, this song is one of Bone's staples. When you talk about their standard songs, this is one of the ones that you talk about with Bone's staples is in there within their top three to four. And everybody remembers the video, with the guy who was the angel of death and him pretty much taking people's souls up to heaven. This song obviously was a tribute to easy E who found and also signed bone to ruthless records. And they were his last project before he passed on in 1995, this album and not just the song was dedicated in his memory. 
So this became a big, big hit. The video was number one on The Box, number one on Rap City, number one on Video Soul for so long. The song made its entry into the charts in the spring and carried on into the summer. And even into July, this song was in the top 10 of the charts until it started to slowly but surely just trickle down and eventually exited the charts probably around mid-July and then got outside of the top 20. But it became a staple. And it was still, and it still had some staying power well into the summertime. So it's not quite in my top 10, but it definitely is a memorable song from this year. And for that summer, it has had a little bit of staying power on the charts and on the radios and the video. So that's really the song that I'll include on my honorable mention. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Now I have a few more songs as well to include on this. Now these songs in particular kind of debuted later on in the summer, like mid to late August, and became big, big hits heading into that fall. But they were just a little bit too late to really have serious consideration on my top 10 for Summer Jams of 1996. So the first one, of course, is none other than Aaliyah, If Your Girl Only Knew. And this was the first single that came out on her One in a Million album, which came out in 96 in late August, but she popped back onto the scene. Aaliyah did with this track that was produced by Timberland. And we know what Timberland did for Aaliyah's career and how that album one in a million album sort of took her and put her into the next stratosphere in regards to R and B superstars, really amongst her peers that helped separate her. And this was a pretty big hit and the video was memorable as well. The music itself though, really just sounded out of this world. And um, it was a big hit and it really became a really big hit getting into that fall along with the second single from that album, which of course is one out of a million. The next one is from a group that made their comeback. They called it a reunion. They called the album home again. And it is none other than new edition. Hit me off their lead single from their home again album, which dropped late in the summer of 96. This was a massive hit. One, because it was New Edition, and it was the combined New Edition of all six members, which meant that Bobby was back. In addition to Ralph, Ricky, Mike, Ronnie, Johnny, all being there together and having the band together, and everybody was loving that New Edition was back, and this song was a big, big hit, and it carried on into the fall. But this song rose up the chart fairly quickly. As a matter of fact, it had a probably one of the biggest jumps up the chart, along with another song that we'll name in our top 10. But it 
debuted late in the summertime, but was a big hit in the fall and definitely helped make that Home Again album. Commercially, it made it a success. So the second to last song is Maxwell's Ascension. <laughs> now, Maxwell uh, had a big hit with uh, his album, Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite, which came out in April of 96. We covered that earlier this year on The Vault. This was the second single on the album. The first one is Till the Cops Come Knocking, obviously. But this one really was a big hit because of the feel of the song, and everybody loved it. It was a jam. It still is a jam. But just like these other ones, just a little bit too late into the summertime, but it rode definitely into that fall and really helped to raise the profile of this album, which is an incredible album, by the way. And then the last one is one of the biggest hits of that year. You could argue is probably within the top five of hits that year is Blackstreet featuring Dr. Dre and Queen Penn. No diggity. Now, another massive hit from their album, Another Level, which we will cover later on in the vault this year. But this is their lead single. Uh, Blackstreet was back again. They had a banger of a track that definitely is when you talk about Blackstreet's biggest songs within their top three to four. Hearing Dr. Dre, he had just left Death Row, had started Aftermath Entertainment, the beginnings of Aftermath, so he was really starting to spread his wings and collaborate with other artists outside of that Death Row camp. And then this is the first time that we heard Queen Pen on the track, at least most of us. And uh, everybody's sort of wondering, like, oh, who's that shorty on the song? Who's that shorty on the song? But, I mean, uh, what can you say about No Diggity? It's a great, great, great song. It was a big, big song heading into that fall as well, but doesn't quite make the, the cut for Summer Jams, only because of when it was released. So there we are. Honorable mentions for the Summer Jams of 96, and now we got the list. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Number 10. Gina Thompson featuring Missy and Diddy, the Things That You Do remix. Yeah, <laughs> everybody remembers this song, man. Uh, this was <laughs> a really um, a song that sort of captivated you because this was, as many of us heard, and we're getting ready to hear Missy on the track as a rapper um, during the bridge of that song to go ahead and put that verse down. And it would really lay the foundation of us seeing what Missy would do heading into that fall. And then definitely that next year when she came out with her debut, Super Duper Fly, being a part of that Timberland camp, being with Aaliyah and eventually Genuine. I mean, she was a great songwriter. She was an amazing artist. And this is really the first time that we had her. But this song, uh, The Things That You Do, is a jam. Um, this didn't have great chart performance. But I think, though, when you listen to this, you do get sort of a big summertime feel. It does give you that summertime vibe. And uh, it is, like I said, an enjoyable track to listen to. Number nine. 112. Only You. The original and the remix. And I'm putting these together just like I put totals together for Kissing You. And I have to mention the remix because I think if you're talking about one, you have to sort of talk about the other. And when you have a good remix to a song, you have to mention them, I think, together the original 112 only you was a great track 112 this new group a boy band a boy singing group that diddy found from atlanta had them with their lead single with the biggest artist on the label who was notorious big aka biggie who came out and had and dropped his hot 16 on this and um 
really helped to propel this single into being a top single. And not only that, they come back with the remix a few weeks later to have Biggie not only re to rehash his verse, but then also everybody found and listened to for the first time was Mace with his 16 as well. And everybody probably remembers that even as much or not more than Biggie's verse from the original. But two songs, two different beats, two different samples, and they're great songs. I mean, the 112's Only You and the remix, I mean, they're great. And, you know, something that, of course, you'll listen to, uh, get a feeling, of course, when you listen to it during the summertime, it does give you summertime vibes. Both of them do, I think. And, you know, good chart performance. And it's a personal favorite of mine. Um, I actually was a really, really big fan of 112 at that time. Number eight, Keith Sweat featuring Cut Close, Twisted. <laughs> and I know some people may be thinking, oh, this is a more R&B on the, you know, but I, this was a great summer for R&B music. And it was sort of like a comeback for Keith Sweat. Keith was a big R&B star in the late 80s, heading into the early 90s. And he sort of lost a little bit of juice as the R&B genre started to change but he came back with this album, his Keith Sweat album in 96 and really had some bangers out of the gate. And this was the first single from that album. And then with Keith sort of being back, modernizing his song, having cut close there on this track, the video was a memorable video because it had a plot. That's the one thing I loved about videos back then. You sort of had a plot that you could follow. It was almost like a mini movie. But this is a song, I mean, when you talk about Keith Sweat's best songs, in terms of his classic, classic hits, it's not really up there. But this was a big hit in 96. This actually spent a couple of weeks on top of the chart. And it sort of signified to us during that summer that we knew Keith was coming back. Now, this is the lead single on the album, but definitely not the biggest single on the album. I think everybody knows what single that was. <laughs> but nah, really great and I think underrated summer track. And the chart performance was great. So, Key Sweat, featuring Cut Close, Twisted. Number seven. Might be a bit of a controversial choice, but it's a personal favorite of mine's. And I think that when you're talking about summer jams during that particular summer, you cannot talk about summer and the music that summer without mentioning this song. And I think the profile of this song has grown even more in the 25 years that it's been released. And that would be Ghost Town DJs, my boo. <laughs> now, originally released on the So So Deaf Bass All-Stars compilation in 1996, which also had the song What's Up, What's Up. And this was one of the singles on there as well. Um, everything about this song screams summer. Uh, it just, the video that you see, the groove that you hear, the fact that it's still a party starter of people amongst a certain age when this song comes on. And it really does give you a really like a it does give you a great summertime vibe. And that's the thing that I think why I put this in my top 10. The popularity of this song raised even to a different profile when Sierra sampled it for her hit in 2013 or 14 Body Party, because then everybody sort of had flashbacks. Those of us who remember that song from our time knew that sample and it was unmistakable. And uh, I think since then, it's become even a bigger hit than it was in 96. So I think in that respect, the song does have some staying power. And amongst people of a certain age, I think that, you know, you get a great summertime vibe 
The chart performance wasn't as great, but I think for those of us, it sticks there because it gives you all the great elements of what a good summer jam can do. Number six, Case featuring Foxy Brown and Mary J. Blige, Touch Me, Tease Me. This is a song that was on the Nutty Professor soundtrack and became a huge hit during the summertime of 96 because that movie was a big hit heading into the summer of 96. And that soundtrack altogether was a big, big hit. There were a lot of hits on that soundtrack. To me, one of the more underrated soundtracks during that time when soundtracks were, they were the shit. (laughs) For those of y'all who weren't around and into music at that time. But a great song. Um, Case, of course, you know, like, I mean, he's had some few hits during his time. But this is really out of the, what really hits you with this song is that verse. Out the Break by Foxy. And then the verse that she has during the middle of the song and then the hook of course just it's a it's a great hook and (laughs) this is a great song um during that summertime you heard it a lot but i remember being at a lot of cookouts as a teenager during that time and hearing this song being played from cars and then also being played at cookouts it's a song that you still hear even nowadays and now it's one of those songs like you want to talk about memorable verses like yo you'll hear people singing the hell out of this foxy verse word for word no doubt Number five, Nas featuring Lauren Hill, If I Ruled the World. Big song, right? Really, really big song. I mean, just to throw some context around this record, Nas was releasing It Was Written. It came out July 2nd, 1996. This was a sophomore follow-up. He had Lauren Hill on this, who was his label mate at Columbia. And also, she was coming off of the Fuji's The Score, an album that without a doubt is a classic, but where she really shined and put everybody on notice as to not just her emceeing skills, but then also her singing skills. And she sits here and she makes this great, great hook and sings this hook in this bridge that sticks with you. And of course, this is a sample of the Curtis Blow, If I Ruled the World song that came out in the mid 80s. And this is a remake of that. Nas does an amazing job on this, on this, and the quotables on this are just endless. But this was a big song during that summertime. It had great chart performance and really set that album up to be Nas's best-selling album, even now to this day. And uh, the single itself is not one of the best songs in the album, but that it does tell the story of that album. And that song is something that still maintains even 25 years later. I was at Rock the Bells in 2010 when they came up to the Baltimore area and Lauren Hill was there and obviously she was late and people were kind of mad at her. So we were all kind of mad because she was singing the songs and the music was different. You know, she was singing the lyrics from her song, but the grooves weren't the same. And then out of nowhere, she was like, you know, do y'all mind if I bring my friend out? And then sure enough, the music starts for If I Ruled the World and Out Comes Nas and the crowd goes apeshit. And they performed the first verse of the song in the first hook. It was a big, big song. And I have to include this on there because this was a big song throughout the rest of the summer and maintain and still has staying power even to this day and had the chart performance really what you're looking for in regards to having something on this top 10. Number four, Tupac featuring Casey and Jojo. How do you want it? <laughs> Now, this particular song is um, a song that was released right around the time when you want a big summer hit to come out. It came out right around that second or third week of June. 
and really rose up the charts really quickly. Now, this was a single from the All Eyes On Me album, which came out in February. This was uh, probably at this time, probably the second or third single that came out from that album. And this really was set up to be a summertime smash. And it's something now that even when you think about it, it's still a jam that a lot of people, you know, call one of their favorites and having Casey and Jojo on there who were still kind of like in their, in their bag from that show, the hotel after party album that they were on this song. And, you know, this song is raunchy. It has, you know, provocative lyrics and everything else. The video was memorable and the chart performance on this was great because this is a song that stayed on top of the rap and R and B charts for a couple of weeks and it stayed around the top 10 almost for the whole summer. Now, this is not probably anyone's top or favorite Tupac songs, but when we think about summertime tracks of that particular year, you got to mention this one because it was definitely present and it was a presence on the charts. As a matter of fact, I think this was actually the last single from that album that made its way on the charts while Pac was still alive. Because I Am Mad At You had been released right around the time when he was shot and then also when he died along with that video. So definitely a big hit. A huge hit because it had great performance. Number three, LL Cool J featuring Total. Lounging, the remix. <laughs> now, uh, some of y'all are probably wondering why this is so high. And I'll tell you why. This song does not have the awesome chart performance as some of the other songs on the top ten like Keith Sweat Twisted, like Case and Foxy Brown with Touch Me, Touch Me, Tease Me, or even with How Do You Want It. But the thing that I love about this song is that it's a great collabo between Total and LL. This is a remix to a song that was on his Mr. Smith album. It really was something that I think was set up to really be a summer jam. Um, this particular version of the song, because it has a great feel, the beat really gives you a great summertime vibe, the video itself, once they get into the video, you know, it's a party going on in the latter part of the of the video. And this song, I mean, it's it's a really cool song. It's actually, to me, one of my favorite from that particular album. And um, it while they didn't have the top spots of some of the other songs on this countdown, it definitely had some great staying power on the charts. It stayed, I want to say, consistently between the top five to the top ten throughout most of the summer. And uh, like, unlike a lot of other tracks on this honorable mention or top 10, I think it has probably one of the best summertime feels out of any of the tracks on this. Um, I even, I think when I did a countdown on one blog, I think a few years ago, I had this as high as number two of that summer of 96, but awesome song. Uh, I think it's a staple and it's something that when summertime comes around, when this comes out, yo, I'm, I'm thinking about a drink or a cigar and sitting and chilling and do like what the song says, which is lounging. So, <laughs> number two, Tony Braxton, you're making me high. Now, <laughs> again, another R&B song, but I think that this deserves to be there uh, because of how long it stayed on the charts, how well it did on the charts, and the amount of time it stayed on the charts and stayed as a high-performing song for the majority of the summer. Now, Tony released her second album secrets in June of 1996 and came out the gate with this single and this single sort of like, how do you want it? And sort of like twisted shot up the charts to the point to where the week it came out, it was in the top five. 
by the end of two weeks, it was number one on the charts and spent a couple of weeks on the top of the charts. And this song is an incredible song. It's an incredible single on what I think is an incredible album. Another Babyface and Tony, a collaboration. Gotta love it. I mean, it's a it's a combination that has continued to deliver time after time after time. But the video, again, by Billy Woodruff, where she's together with, I think it's Vivica Fox and Tisha Campbell, and a few of her homegirls, and they're playing this game where they're ranking guys you and using playing cards. And so it's a, it's a really fun video. Um, but I think a lot of folks, the video helped to elevate the profile of this song. And then, I mean, let's be real. Tony was looking good in that video, man. <laughs> I mean, she always looks good. But in that video, she had the long hair. She had the bodysuit. And, you know, Tony's voice and then the beat and everything just really kind of sets this song off. But this was a huge hit, man. That album Secrets was a big hit throughout 96. It was one of the biggest hits of the entire year. But this this song in particular was a huge hit because it had a great chart performance. Um, it was a good song. It has a pretty good summertime feel to it. And, you know, hey, every chart it has everything you're looking for on this countdown. And in some cases, a lot of people will probably have this as number one, but I got another one just above it. And now we're heading into the number one song. Now, before I get into this song, I know some of you all have probably been sitting there like, where is it? Where is it? I know he has it on here. If we don't have this on here, I'm done with him. Alas, alas, I have it on there. And this song in particular uh, didn't have as much time on the charts as everyone else. But I think when you think about this summer, and the album that followed this single, I think undoubtedly, undoubtedly, because this song has become one of the biggest of their catalog, and it's because this song became a huge hit during the summertime, and because it really propelled that album, which is an incredible album, to the top of its charts, and unveiled a greater work, which became, no doubt, what I think, spoiler alert, was a classic. And that number one track, the number one summer jam of the summer of 1996 is Outcast, Elevators. Yes, Elevators. And this came out later on in the summer as well, probably late July. But they came out with this single and they also released a video. And the video, obviously, man, when you get into these Outcast videos, starting from anything from AT Aliens on into Speaker Box to Love Below, or even if you want to say Idlewild, Outcast really you started their creativity and the people that they worked with started to gel because you started seeing some off the wall stuff and the videos at times will be very, very visually appealing and you could see the development and growth as far as what Big Boy and Andre were doing and you saw the maturation really, I think, in their flow. Like they flowed a particular way on Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music, but when you got onto this, man, you could really see their confidence at an all time high. And the song is a great song, man, with one of the best hooks to a rap song. I mean, me and you, your mama and your cousins, too. Rolling down the strip on bows, coming up, slamming Cadillac doves. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. I mean, it's it's a great song. It's a song that um, is a jam, no matter <laughs> what you think about that album or Anything about Outkast, you got to admit, that's definitely a standout for Outkast. And this had great chart performance. The video had great performance. And this is a song that I think some of you will be like, I mean, well, 
you know, when I think about elevators, I don't really think about no summertime jam. Well, I think it's one of those things that I say you had to be there. That's really my answer to that is that you had to be there because everybody know, man, this this song burned up during that summertime when it came out. And we were really excited to see Outkast back and to see what they could do with this sophomore album. And needless to say, they didn't disappoint. This was the lead single off that album. But man, it's <laughs> it was awesome, man. To me, this will be my top summer jam of the summer of 96, Outkast Elevators. So there we go. There is my honorable mention and top 10, a rundown again of the tracks, honorable mention, Monica, Why I Love You So Much, Total, Kissing You, the original and remix, Jodeci, Get On Up, Mr. Blackberry Molasses, Crucial Conflict, Hey, R. Kelly, I Can't Sleep, Bone, The Crossroads, Aaliyah, If Your Girl Only Knew, New Edition, Hit Me Off, Maxwell, Ascension, and Blackstreet, featuring Dr. Dre, and Queen Pan, No Diggity. Again, those last four songs with Aaliyah, New Edition, Maxwell, and Blackstreet were a little bit too late in the summertime for me to put them uh, even in serious consideration for my top 10, but definitely bangers without a a shadow of a doubt that came out before that Labor Day sort of deadline. So, into my top 10. Number 10, Gina Thompson featuring Missy and Diddy, The Things That You Do Remix, 112, Only You, The Original and The Remix. Number 8, Keith Sweat featuring Cut Close and Twisted. Number 7, Ghost Town DJ's My Boo. Number 6, Case featuring Foxy Brown and Mary J. Blige, Touch Me and Tease Me. Nas featuring Lauryn Hill, If I Ruled the World. 4, Tupac featuring Casey and JoJo. How do you want it? Three, LO Cool J featuring Total, Lounging, the remix. Number two, Tony Braxton, You're Making Me High, and the number one summer jam in B. Cox's 1996 Summer Jams countdown is Outcast Elevators. So there we go. There's my honorable mention in top tens. Hey, maybe you agree with it, maybe you don't. But I'd love to hear some feedback from you either way, because we all know the importance of summer jams, man. Summer jams make summer. You can often sometimes point to, unless it's a watershed moment in your life, can relate to a summer based on the songs that came out during that summertime. And for me, this was a really memorable summer. And those are the songs that stuck with me and what the charts say, what the staying power is, the feeling, the vibe, everything else, my personal favorites. That's pretty much how they came out. But you're free to hit me up on social media. Let me know if I'm right or if I'm wrong or if you would chart them differently or take some of those honorable mentions and put them into the top 10. You know, you're free to let me know, man. I'm all open for any suggestions or definitely any criticism or feedback. Definitely hit me up. Let me know, man. But these summer jams, I think we can all relate are all songs that we all remember and think about when we think about that particular time. So hit me up. Let me know what y'all think, man. Top summer jams from 1996. And there you have it. Closing up this bonus episode of my top 10 summer jams of 96. I sure hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Definitely summertime, one of my favorite times of the year. 
I always get a little sad whenever summertime's ending because I have my memories from when I was a kid. But then also as, a, as an adult, it really marks a time when you can sit and relax and spend some time outdoors with your friends and family and really taking the time of a grill, which I love so much. But then also those outdoor activities, which is not too hot to be able to enjoy outside. Just all the great things that summertime brings. So I appreciate y'all for listening in and taking in not only my ode to summertime, but my top 10 summer jams list of 1996. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are checking us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the link in any one of our social media pages, you'll get to our link tree. There you'll have all of our social media pages and also all of our streaming sources. Again, you can get to The Vault on Instagram on at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and on Facebook and YouTube, you can search The Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast, like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us on social media, let us know what you think. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support, and if you have a friend, tell a friend, and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big. Because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate. Because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at I-V-E-C-R-E-8. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.